That was a nothing comment. Please take that out. So this weekend we were at Best Buy doing our job, and I actually was there for, I want to say, close to six hours. I know we're, we were only supposed to be there for four and a half, but I was there for close to six because... Someone lost track of time. I Well, because we were playing... Uh, PUBG and it just kept on being like, all right, this is my this is my two minus one, this is my two minus one. No, no, this is my two minus one. And I and I had customers coming by and they're like, what game is this? I've never heard of it. Oh, it's like Fortnite. Oh, it looks so much better. And so I was like, okay, well I have to play. And you know, I would, I would ask them, hey, do you want to play? And like, yeah, I'll give it a go and everything. So all in all, it was actually a really good work day. And as I'm packing up, um. This guy runs up to me. He's like, oh, you're leaving? I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry, dude. I was, you know, I I explained to him, like, the whole time limit constraints and whatever. He's like, oh, I I was hoping I could talk to you. I'm like, oh, well, I'm still here. What's up? He's like, no, like, I wanted to, like, see some of the games that you're playing and, and see how they look because I'm a huge PlayStation fan and I really hate how Xbox is. And I just really want to show you how bad it was compared to how it is on playstation and i it took me a second and i was like wait a minute so you're telling me that you're coming here to best buy specifically to to try and make me feel bad about xbox he's like well you know xbox clearly is not the winner in the console war i'm like well, I didn't know we were at war. He's like, well, we are, and you're not winning. And I want to, I wanted you to know, and I wanted you to see all the, the visual problems and the uh, user interface problems that Xbox has, and tell you why PlayStation is better. I'm like, I, I said to him, you, you do, you do realize that, in this instance, I have won. And he's like, well, what do you mean? Like, this is my job. I get paid to play video games, even though it's on your competitor's platform. You are taking minutes out of your day to come over here and try to troll me in real life. And you got to admit, dude, that's kind of silly. And it, it (laughs) it, it took him a second. And he's like, it's like no, no, you, you, you don't understand. Like, like, I have no, I have no problem with you. Obviously, I don't know you, but I just feel that I, you need to hear both sides of the coin before you can say to customers when you're trying to sell your boob tube, that's what he called it, uh, that. It's 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 uh it's a less it's an uh, less of an inf- inferior product, and I said okay well, I mean we could get into the crux of it all. We could talk about specs and things like that. What do you uh, what are you what are you talking about? Like is it the games? He's like yes exactly. It's the game selection. Okay, what games do you have that I have to play? God of War. Okay, I don't have to play it. He's like, oh, man, you're missing out. Like, I don't really think I am. I mean, yeah, I mean, it looks great. I'm not going to deny that. But I could say the same thing, like, with 
Gears of War, right? He's like, no, Gears of War is terrible, especially the latest one. Oh, yeah, have you played it? No. Okay, then how do you, how can you say it's terrible? He's like, well, I just, I just, you know, if it was that good, they would make it on PlayStation. And that's when I was like, nope, no, 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 gosh, no, no, if it was that good, no, no, they would make it on PlayStation. I was like that to myself. That is the most ignorant statement of this whole conversation. So I politely said, well, you know, it is what it is. If God of War was that good, they would make it. They would make it for Xbox too, right? He's like, no, and and this is what he said. He's like, no, because they wouldn't diminish themselves like that. I was like, okay, well, listen, I gotta go. I I gotta go pick up my kids, um, uh, from Coles. <laughs> I was like, they're with their mom at Coles. I don't know. It just came out. So like, I'm just gonna go there and uh, go get. I was like, okay, all right, see you later. Can I get a sticker? Fine, take a sticker. <laughs> what are you gonna do with the sticker? So he just left. I was like, that is the weirdest troll ever. Like, yeah, that's like if you work, I'm surprised you didn't call him out on the sticker. Be like, what do you want with the sticker? Well, that no, I did. I said, what are you going to do with the sticker? And he just didn't say anything. Like, all right. Nah, I it's 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 just funny because I've never experienced in my life. Someone who would physically go out of their way. I mean, it's one thing to be a keyboard warrior, you know, being able to sit behind your screen and make your comments anywhere you are, whether it's on your phone, your computer, whatever. But this guy came over to the section. Now, I would I would argue that he was probably already in the store and... Um, while I was in the store, the management were, was was making periodic announcements over the loudspeaker saying, hey, Xbox is here, and he's demoing Fortnite, and he's demoing PUBG, and he's demoing Forza, or whatever. So I, I, I'm assuming during one of those announcements, he had heard, oh, Xbox is here. I am the delegation from PlayStation. I need to do my job and uh, tell him, what a what a crap system he has, and I I just it's just hilarious wow. that he would even bother. Just yeah, wow, that is impressively like out of your way status. I think what bothers me the most because you know I don't I don't really care about that that stuff. But what bothers me the most is when he goes back to his wife or his his friends, he's gonna tell someone. And he's gonna skew it and like, oh, I totally shot down the Xbox guy. He he had nothing to say to me about the Xbox being better than the PlayStation. I'm like, well, dude, if you're gonna build the wall and and not have an open conversation, I could give you money and you wouldn't you wouldn't change your mind. Yeah, I really can't stand those kind of people that just come in for the specific purpose to. I, I hate to say it, but just annoy you. Like they're not they're not there to create any sort of insightful conversation. They're just there to be there. Yeah, I, I really feel like it's one of those things where if someone continues to tell you, "Hey, you know your stuff. You're really knowledgeable about this," and you know it, if that person has a loud enough voice, whether they have facts or enough to to back it up whether they have facts or not 
It it doesn't matter. If they get enough people saying, yeah, so-and-so, uh, uh, Bunny Boy 2218 knows exactly what he's talking about, then that just inflates his ego and inflates his his sense of self to be able to say, you know what? I'm going to go confront this person. <laughs> Good for you, bro. Good for yeah. you. I wonder, <laughs> I just, it, it, it's funny because if you think of every industry, you and I focus on the gaming industry because that's the industry that we're in. Uh, and we also focus on the computer industry and we have a continuous conversation between between Apple and uh, 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 Windows. There's also the, the the conversation of Android versus iOS. That's a very famous war, if you will. But... There are unsung wars out there, and I've talked to a couple of people in those indus- uh, other industries, and it's it's just funny to hear both of both sides. So, like, mm-hmm. I was talking with the Tesla people that sell, you know, because Tesla bought um, Sun City, so it's all under Elon Musk's roof, so to speak, no pun intended. Um, so I was talking to Tesla, it's like, Tell me about Tesla Solar. And they're like, oh, well, here's Tesla Solar, and Tesla Solar does this, and Tesla Solar does that. And the competition is bad because they do this, and they don't do that. I'm like, oh, okay. And then I would go to Costco, and they got those solar guys over at Costco. I think they're Sunrun over there, at least here in in California. And they're like, oh, yeah, no, Sunrun's so much better, especially if you buy it at Costco because we do this and we do that. And te- uh, Tesla, oh, Tesla Solar, they're bad because they do this. And they're so adamant about it. And the same thing goes between, like, rainbow vacuums to Kirby vacuums. Yeah, they're still a thing. Um, and the Dyson people in, in Costco and Best Buy. Like, it's 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 interesting that when you get sucked into that industry, whether it's because it's your passion or it's your job. I mean, you, you really start drinking that, that Kool-Aid, you know, either way. Now I, I, I could argue that happens with you and I, I just feel like when it comes to the comparison between things like PC and Mac or PlayStation versus Xbox, we can at least back up our our opinions with some cold hard facts i agree i also think that it uh helps that we aren't like so ingrained into one side that we can't appreciate the other side no matter what that is uh whether that's something to do with our work or anything really like we have the ability to say you know that that may not be for me entirely but i can appreciate that it's actually really cool I mean, not to sound like I'm, I'm, we're 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 better in that regard, but in one sense, we are working for Microsoft in the facility that we do because Microsoft is on, except PlayStation, is on pretty much every major platform. We're on Windows. We're on Mac, OS X, OS X, whatever. We're on Chromebook through uh, Chrome apps and Chrome extensions. We're on Android and we're on iOS. And by that, we, you and I, both get trained fairly rigorously on these competing uh, competing platforms to say, yes, we know at the end of the day, Windows is better. But 
the customers on Chromebook, here's how to maximize the Chromebook to use Microsoft products. And I think having a worldly view of that from a technological standpoint is very forward thinking. Now, it doesn't make dollars. It can. It can. It just, you know, when you look at it top down, when you're looking at things like um, a pie chart of uh, the most active devices in schools, Chromebook's going to win out 100% as as it stands right now. But who's to say that a small portion of those Chromebooks are running Windows applications through the Chrome browser. And it's 1,000% possible for them to be able to do that. So I, I like the ability from a, from a job standpoint, but also from a company idea standpoint that, that we are very much all-inclusive. So what, what was the first game that made you stay up all night without noticing? That was that was a really really weird pause there. What was the first game? Uh, first game what? <laughs> <laughs> the first game? Well, that was t- tennis for two. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> um, but the first game that made me stay up all night was probably Halo Three. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, a uh, buddy of mine came over um, with his brand new Xbox Three Sixty. And you showed me this new game that he got called Halo 3. And we started playing through it and ended up playing through the entirety of the campaign over the course of, I think, 12 hours. Um, Ended at like 9 a.m. the next day. And yeah, just went through the entire night on that thing. And it was a blast. That's pretty cool. Did, Did you end up, after doing that whole playthrough... Did you end up going back to, I mean, were there any side missions or achievements at that time on the 360 for you to go back and try to get 100% or you just left it as is? Uh, There were achievements, but we just left it as it is. It was just beating the campaign. At the end of all that, is it like when you binge watch a TV show and you go through seven uh, seven seasons of that show, you can't really remember what happened? In the first couple of seasons, yeah, was it like, I mean, was it like I, that for I'm you? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I had to replay it to get the full story. But then again, I've played <laughs> through those a few times, so. Oh, okay. Huh. I don't play games over and over too much. Like with Grand Theft Auto, I played that. I played that a couple of times, but only because I had it on the 360. And then, obviously, my saved games could not be transferred to the to the one, so I had to redo it all. Uh, but that's the only time that I remember replaying games. For me, the the campaign is one and done. I'm not a completionist. I got what I want to get out of it. <laughs> you know, I will do the Halo campaigns twice, almost always. Uh, the second to highest difficulty is the one that they say is like the how Halo should feel, how Halo should play. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I play through it the second time on the higher difficulty for the achievements and the challenge. Yeah, I had a friend who recommended, um, I think it was Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Um, I played that. I don't think I did it in one fell swoop, but um, I did it. A couple, took me a couple of days to finish the campaign. And he said, you know, well, now that you know how the campaign plays, you should go back and do it on Veteran. I was like, oh, oh my. 
Yeah, well, he's like, you know, you, that's the only way you're going to get better. And I, you know, I mean, that's that's being kind of thrown to the fire and, you know, trying to figure out, you know, just forcing yourself to be better with, with your shots and forcing yourself to be better with your you know, with your reload time and, and your dodges and or ducks and things like that. And uh, he's not wrong. I, I definitely got better, but it was just very frustrating, you know, because before at, you know, whatever the mediocre level was, I would get shot maybe three or four times, but my character is still alive. I would duck, you know, my health would come back and I would just continue what I'm doing. But in veteran mode, what I think it's like, <laughs> it's like two, bullets. one or two shots. Yeah. Two bullets at most. And it's like, it, it doesn't matter. You're done. You're done. So GG, GG. <laughs> no, not GG. Terrible G. Terrible G. <laughs> Did you end up staying like up all night playing that one? No. Like I said, that one was um a couple Over the of course of a couple of days. Course of a couple of days, yeah. So what would be your all all nighter? My first all nighter was Top Gun, the video game. <laughs> oh yeah? Yeah. This was by far my favorite game for many years for the sheer reason that Top Gun was my number two favorite movie of all time, right behind Star Wars. Um, and what's really cool about Top Gun is you, you don't play Tom Cruise in the game. Th- this is another class um, or whatever. But the storyline is very similar to the game. And not only do they use the same voice actors, they use a lot of the, or rather the, the same actors. For the cutscenes, it's the same people from the movie. So the bald guy that looks like a really disgruntled Mr. Clean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's in this, he's in this game. And it was it was at the time where cutscenes were video, their actual video. Unlike this, you know, this this really awesome CGI looking stuff that is all done with mocap and stuff like that. But no, this this was at the time with was actual video, and uh, you know, and you you just kind of have to wait. You can't look around because it's just a stationary camera, just kind of looking straight ahead. And I I just loved it, and I just had to get through every single training mission. And then when we're finally fighting against those MIGs uh, toward the end, next thing I know, yeah, it's about 6.50. And my mother were, would come in around 7 o'clock a.m. Sorry, let me, let me, very, let me specify. It was 6.50 a.m. I probably started playing the game around 9.30 p.m. So... It's that amount of hours, whatever that is. Like, <laughs> just a, just a few. Yeah, it's like seven hours, right? I can't I can't add. I don't know. And yeah, so six fifty, and I was maybe one mission away from completing the game. My mother comes in, and she's like, "Have you been doing this all night?" Like, well, no, ma. Of course not. I just got up early and started playing. <laughs> she, and she's like, "Oh, okay." I'm like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Well, it's time for dinner. Uh, it's time for breakfast. You have you have to go to school. The bus is gonna pick you up in like half an hour." I'm like, "Okay, I I'll I'll be done just just a second. Well, needless to say, I didn't have breakfast, but I did get to school on time. 
I'm surprised you didn't pass out at school. Oh, well, I was running off of adrenaline until I would say about lunchtime. So about about noon is when the all-nighter like start to kick my butt and I was like I I I I don't know. I don't know if I could do this. <laughs> I uh, you start feeling it and you're like, "Oh, maybe, man." Yeah, I was like, "Maybe maybe maybe I can go to study hall and just and just put my head down or something. I don't know. This I don't know if this is going to be good." And to make to make matters worse, there was a chemistry test. So I kind of oh, had to had to stay awake for that. So yeah, Top Gun ruined my life. No. <laughs> <laughs> ruined your night. Ruined your yeah, sleep. That, yeah. So let's flip the question then. What's the what's the most recent game that made you stay up all night? It's been a while. I will admit that because now with two kids, I have to be a lot more aware of being awake. But the last time where I was playing a game from sundown to sun uh, from sunset to sunrise was probably Assassin's Creed Revelations. Wow, you're right. That was a while ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it, it's been it's been a minute. Definitely, it's been a minute. Which is which is why, like, in the in the more current future. When I'm playing games with you guys in in our in our gaming clan, it it's it's very difficult for me to, I guess, justify staying up so late. But I always consider it to be more of a a work related because I need to know these games, right? <laughs> <laughs> There's one way of passing it off to your wife. I need to finish Destiny Two campaign, so this is what's this is what's happening here. What about you? What's the most recent game that you've stayed up all night playing? Probably Star Wars Battlefront 2. I know it released a couple years ago, but with the uh, issues that we talked about with the DLC and everything, and I held off buying it for a long time. And finally it went on this really nice sale for $15 and finally said, fine, I'll pick it up. I gotta say, man, I'm not much for the, the multiplayer. The multiplayer, everyone's leveled up and it's got everything unlocked, but... That campaign, the the story is so good. I ended up staying up like way too late because I was like, this is so good. It's like a Star Wars movie and somebody's telling you, okay, midway through the Star Wars movie when like things are getting intense, that's when you want to pause it. And I'm like, no, 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 I can't pause. I can't pause. I got to finish this. I know exactly what you mean because I just finished the uh, the secondary campaign last night. Before oh, did Tomb- you? The, the, before playing Tomb Raider. Yeah, and no no spoilers for people who haven't played it or or whatever. Uh yeah, this this was very much if they made it one of those side stories, you know, uh, the Battlefront, a Star Wars story. I would totally watch it in theaters. It was Yeah, it was so really good. good. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm 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 genuinely surprised on on how the story unfolded. I was I was not expecting the way for it to go uh but but with that being said uh i i'm elated to have uh have had an experience with some great storytelling great animation and a really good gameplay i mean it's on rails right you're not in an open world that um, wouldn't be defined as on rails uh well it's just it, it would be defined as linear 
Okay. On rails would be you don't have any control of where your character is, what your character is doing, just where your character is shooting. Okay. Well, then you're in linear. a linear gaming experience. <laughs> As most shooters are. Uh, a lot of you shooters nerd. have that. You're just a nerd. Um, and I love you. But, yeah, e- even with that and w- compared to all the other open world experiences that are out there, like Assassin's Creed or, you know, like Watch Dogs or something like that, um, it's, it's, still, it's still a lot of fun. There, the one thing I didn't like were the cards. I did not like the cards. Yeah, I didn't understand why they brought the card system from multiplayer into the campaign. I thought that was a kind of uh, odd decision. I mean, I was okay with it. Like, I was okay being able to pick my weapon. I was appreciative of that when it was like, hey, use this pistol. And I'm like, no, I'll use the assault rifle that has, like, a noob tube attached to it. Yeah, no, like, there there were those um, computer stations where... Uh, d- yeah, well, not... Yeah, you could swap out the cards, and they're the exact same cards as before. There's, like, very rarely anything new... And even the new cards that you do get, it's like, you can heal faster. I'm like, well, I already have something that makes me heal faster. <laughs> like, I, I'm not going to have a whole card taking up my power move. It, it's just a weird addition to, to the gameplay. I don't know. It it didn't quite work for me. I just felt like it was unnecessary, but whatever. <laughs> I had I had a blast, so I really don't care. <laughs> Yeah, and it's too bad people can't get it for fifteen bucks anymore because that sale has that ship has sailed. The sale has sailed. The sale is shipped. I know you don't have kids yet, but uh, one thing that I'm very weary about is letting my kids, you know, use their phones at school. And France has actually instituted a ban as of August first, which is well now. Um, if if uh, the student is uh, the age of 15 or under, they must leave the cell phones at home or turn them off during the school day. Meaning they can't even use it during like snack time, break time, recess, study hall, that sort of stuff. So uh, Wait, you can't use it during like your own time, like recess? Nope, nope, nope. Okay, that's yeah, that's a bit far. Like, I, I get it. Totally understandable during school time. That makes sense. But during recess? Like, whoa. Okay. little controlling there. Well, we didn't have phones during recess. We turned out okay. okay but that was <laughs> 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 a different time. Sure. I mean, that's, I mean, that's the argument of, you know, kids don't play outdoors anymore. They play inside. Like, yeah, but it doesn't mean that they can't play outdoors. So... I think in, uh, like instituting this this ban uh, does force kids to kind of be a little bit more social in in the while it might seem very old fashioned. It's still something that you know we still have in this day in, in this day and age uh, as adults. Mm-hmm. You know when when you when you go hang out with your gaming clan or I guess it's our game. I don't know. But when you go ha- go hang out with the with the with the with the with the guys and, and the gals and whatnot, it's you know you'll look at your phone every once in a while, but you're not talking to each other through the phone, and that's because right. you learned at an early age 
how to have conversations with other people. And the parade. Well, the problem is, you see all these kids these days. Even my kids. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say I'm not. I, I you know, I, I use the phone as kind of a crutch uh, to uh, to to help entertain the kids. But I, I I would argue there there are people that you know the kids if they don't look up, they they wouldn't even know how to interact with another human being. My, my kids, at least. <laughs> I, I can speak to to my kids. They they are very sociable, you know, youngsters. But there are some kids out there that are like, "Hey, if I don't have anything digital in front of me, you don't exist." Yeah, although the whole interaction thing definitely needs to be worked on. I still don't know about like, well, and also, okay, here's a better question: mm. What ages are we talking about when we're talking about banning them during recess and everything? What what ages are we talking? It's up to fifteen. Fr- okay, uh, French not... French high schools can choose to impose a less stringent ban on internet connected devices and that's going to be dependent on the it's a school to school basis maybe a district to district basis but mm-hmm. all across the board on french soil if you're 14 and a half no phone for you <laughs> <laughs> that sounded more like korean than french <laughs> i was going with soup nazi from seinfeld but whatever I, I honestly I think it's I think it's good. My my I, I can't speak to my son's new school, but his old school was was like that too. Like every kid, even the kids in sixth grade, they all have phones, whether they're four year old crappy little LG phones to iPhone tens. They all have phones. But the second that they walked through those doors, the teachers were so vigilant and the other students were so vigilant that if they saw someone with another phone uh, that student would be castigated and reprimanded, and if it was a continuous issue, obviously talk to the parents and whatnot. It's not that kids are going to snitch on others, but you know you don't want people snitching on you. So it was less of a, if you can instill it now and make it a part of the culture, it's less of a taboo to not have a phone out. Right. You know, so I think over the next couple of years, it's going to be, can I sneak this phone in? And five years from now, seven years from now, it's just going to be like, all right, mom and dad, I'll text you when I get to school and then I'll text you when I'm done. Yeah, I'm curious. I'm curious uh, how more parental controls are going to evolve on these kind of different platforms. I know several parents that really enjoy when they have like strong parental controls, but also the don't like them because they're not as self the the parental controls themselves aren't as self sufficient as they want they're they're very manual and labor intensive which i get like uh like turning them on and off uh setting it's settings for like weekends and stuff sometimes like you'd have to manually do it or like there's no way of like setting very easy routines for long periods of time and then some of them don't even like keep user settings, so like the child's app layout doesn't get saved properly, unless you want to jump through hoops and pay for their like premium version of the app. Like it's just little things like that that just are a bit much. So in my opinion, the problem is exactly what you said right there. If you don't, if you want the things that are going to make your life easier in these parental control apps. You have to pay for them. And as a parent, finding value in something that is going to allow you to monitor kind of like a pseudo Big Brother-esque figure on a digital device, 
if you want to have all those things where it's like, hey, I get notified when you're at the library versus getting notified when you're at the mall, uh, your phone automatically shuts off uh, all internet connectivity. Even if you try to connect to Wi-Fi, it won't connect. Like there's a, there are apps and services you can't pay for that will do that. But that is the quintessential difference. You have to pay for it. And I think the problem is we've got, kind of got into this, this idea that, hey, if you want something, uh, there's probably a free version out there. I mean, we grew up with that with antivirus, right? I mean, we, didn't, we never paid for it. Maybe your, your parents or uncles and aunts did. But, you know, we grew up trying to find ways around paying for antivirus. We did a vast. We did, you know, uh, I mean, there's so many uh, uh, that are out there. Uh, AVG. Uh, and now uh, Windows Defender, which arguably it's what I use. But, yeah. you know, we're, all, we're always trying to figure out a way to, to uh, you know, to, to make ends meet. And as parents, that's, that's really tough. And to, to try and justify 10 to $15 a month to be able to monitor your kid, then that goes into, well, is this more of a question of me monitoring my kid or more of a question of, me being a better parent to my kid, being able mm-hmm. to say, hey, I'm trusting you with this $800 device, which is arguably costing me $70 minimum a month to allow you to do the things online. Here's a list of things that I really don't want you to do. And it's not, be- <laughs> and it's not because I'm being a jerk about it, but you're just not of the age to be able to understand what, what you're seeing. And even when you get to my age, you're still probably not going to be able to understand what you're seeing, but you're still, you're going to be responsible enough, maybe not to take things so seriously, take it lighthearted, uh, maybe question the validity of the stuff that you're seeing. Uh, again, I'll use my son as an example. Almost every time that he sees some sort of meme that has like writing and he says, did you know blah, blah, blah happened because blah, blah, blah. And I will ask him like, okay, where's your source? Well, I don't know. Like, okay, well, this is me being a parent. I'm not saying that that Instagram account is BS. I'm just saying that if you're gonna if you're gonna trickleate information to me, your friends, and whatever else, make sure the info is right before people start calling you on your BS. And and uh, and and you know and and just just that's a simple way of looking at it. But then of course there's other things that are a little bit more salacious, like. You know, sending photos that shouldn't be sent or receiving photos that shouldn't be uh, received. I mean, th- those are definitely s- scary topics. Um, but I think there sh- there is a good balance that every parent has to figure out between full control of your kids' digital devices and just being able to say, hey, don't go to that website, and hopefully they'll never go to that website. There, there is a balance, but it takes a while to build up that trust. And also that goes into another conversation about like preparing a kid for the digital age and understanding like what's safe, what's not safe, where to go, where not to go, what's like real and what's fake. Like That's a whole other conversation. And that's one thing that always concerns me is like I feel like right now we – don't have as many parents as we should having the ability to teach their kids about how to properly use internet safety. Like they'll, they'll say, you know, don't give out your password. Okay. What else? 
Well, don't go on bad websites. What it would define a bad website? Uh, one that has viruses. Okay, how do you tell the difference? Mm-hmm. Well, it'll, it'll look like it. <laughs> this was a conver- this was a conversation I actually had. It'll look like it. <laughs> Def- what is it'll look like it? That is not a description. It'll just say, "Hello, I have riddled with viruses." But it'll say it'll say viruses incoming in five, <laughs> four, three. <laughs> but you see my point of like there, there's just not enough parents right now that have that ability of teaching their kids. Look, this this kind of stuff is not real. This stuff that says you want a free iPhone. Yeah, it's not real. And mm. although it's using your name and it's saying, you know, your city and everything like that, it's because it knows information about you that it really shouldn't. Now we got to figure out how it got that information. That is my 100% main concern nowadays is these parents that are going through. And obviously, you know, I don't have kids, so I don't have much ground to stand on. But at the same time, I do know a lot of people are even instilling that that uh mindset of like who cares like let the nerds figure it out i'm sorry but it's the digital age you're gonna have to be a little nerdy or you shouldn't be on the internet because you're gonna end up being a part of the problem well this goes back to the thing that you said earlier don't give out your password the other thing is and i we've talked about this on the podcast before about making your passwords you know different for every website every time i talk to somebody about that i'm like I'll tell them, like, you need to do this. I mean, how many times when you were a kid did your parents explain to you the value of being able to balance your checkbook? Now, we don't have checkbooks now, but now that you have it. times is the answer. Well, I'm saying, like, that is a perfect example of you weren't taught, and it might have been more beneficial for you to get it from a loved one or someone to just sit you down and say, hey, this is how a checkbook works. Now, it's a little different with checking accounts, sans checks, but the, the, the idea is still there. And believe me, if I were to instill that value of just simple math at a young age, I would have had much, much, much less overdraft costs and fees because of my ignorance and stupidity of how the checkbook and check checking account works. And the same thing applies here. When a mm-hmm. parent tells me, oh, all my passwords are the same, it's like, okay, well, first off, you need to change that habit. And second off, you need to teach your kids the new habit of having passwords that are hard or impossible to remember. Here are some solutions for you. Last pass, one pass. I don't care. Just don't make it password one, two, three with a capital P. That is insane that people still do that till this day, and they do. And it, 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 I think if we start small and we get it into the heads of parents that these are these small everyday changes of being educated on how to properly traverse the internet, and we don't make it so nerdy or techie, or something like it seems beyond their reach, then I think it would be a little bit easier for them to uh, you know, fathom it that, hey, this is really not that big of a deal. I mean, hell, you could have Dr. Phil talk about it. I don't care. You know, have, <laughs> have, I'm serious. Have somebody that they respect on TV or the radio on NPR, Ira Glass, for example, talk about s- password security for 15 minutes and then maybe... That would help 
you know, spawn off into... No, uh, have Steve Harvey do it because he's the man of, of entertainment right now. But, you know, wh- whoever it is, you know, that will help get the message out there and then that will be the start. Okay, now you know not to do the same passwords. Uh, also, you know, this, this whole fake news thing that we're in, uh, let's teach our kids that. Don't just keep it to yourself. Don't just talk about fake news with you and your friends. Tell your kids. Explain to your kids. Explain to your kids that The Onion is satire and Fox News is one view and CNN is another view. But these all, all these other like smaller uh, companies, whether you know, they may not be companies. It might just be one guy who just has a lot of followers. But that doesn't mean he has credibility. And th- those are the hard things that you know that uh, that kids have to have to learn, especially in in the the mindset of of YouTube or instant information with those Instagram memes that just you know have little. You no know, videos, but then text forms around it. Oh my gosh, the the bars on the top and bottom those drive me insane. Yeah, especially the ones where it's like he came out of Target with a, with a new TV, but he returned it just for this guy, and you're like, ah, oh, this is one of those staged inspirational videos showing that there's still there's still uh, kindness in humans, but. The sheer fact that it's staged takes away how how awesome humans can really be, which is yeah. And that and that's that's a great example of telling my kids like, this is fake, this seems great and it seems so nice. And yes, you're crying. I get it. Stop crying because it's fake. I need you to know this. Like yes, humans should be like this, but they're not. Humans should it should be happy go lucky unicorns and butterflies, but it ain't. And you, <laughs> you need to live your life and find that middle ground where you can be happy-go-lucky, but you have to be weary about people, weary about the things that you read, weary about the things that you watch. Do you know who Little Tay is? Doesn't strike any sort of chord. Okay, well, I'm going to allow you to, um, uh, at your own time, if you want, uh, look her up. She's, uh, you're going to lose, lose some brain cells here though, but she's this eight year old girl who, uh, in her Instagram videos and everything was flashing all this money, beautiful houses, beautiful cars, making it look like this was her stuff. And she's not a rapper. She's, she's eight. Okay. She's got no claim to fame except that she was able to, she was able to gain a huge following on Instagram. Uh, and then come to find out. All of it's staged. None of those cars are hers. None of the money's really hers. You know, uh, her mother was using the houses. She, her mother was a real estate agent, and she was using mansions as backdrops for her daughter's video. And her her siblings were basically coaching her on how to act on camera. And there there were a number of instances where this quote unquote little Tay was like, "I am tired. Can we stop?" They said, "No, no, no. One more take. One more take." But again, if this didn't come wow. out, people would think that oh, this is a really bratty eight-year-old girl who thinks think you know her 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 poop don't stink, and now my kid's gonna watch this and they're gonna come home with this same kind of attitude. Well, no, as long as you explain it to them, you know, I have to explain to my daughters time and time again the people that she watches on YouTube are not real. Like they are real, obviously, but it's 
Their they're, persona they're is not they're real. Per, right. They're playing a character. They're just doing make-believe. And you can do that too, which is why she wants to do the... She wants to stream now too, which is great. I think that's great. But she's, she's slowly but surely coming to the realization that it is, it is make-believe. A lot of the stuff that we put online is make-believe. So... How does she feel about that? It took her a second. Well, I'll be honest. The first time I told her, she cried because she thought that. <laughs> yeah, because uh, any other parents that know the, the 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 username of Cookie Swirl C knows how how many kids follow her YouTube channel. She's huge. She's she's one of the biggest toy reviewer, toy collectors uh, on YouTube. Uh, but I, I I told her like, yes, no, she's a real person. But, A, you're probably never going to meet her because I don't even know where she lives. Uh, and, B, she doesn't really talk like that. That's, 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 just, that's just a make-believe you know, voice, just like the voices on Teen Titans Go, uh, My Little Pony. They're just make-believe. And, you know, a- after, after a, lo- a lot of trying to explain to a five-year-old at the time, that the age that she was, um, she got... A part of it. She still hasn't gotten all of it. So it, it, it's it's oh, an man. ongoing thing. Like you just have to keep on reminding them, you know. So it's a frustrating thing, obviously. But I'm sure it was frustrating for our parents too when they were trying to teach us something, and we're like, "No, you don't know." We're like, yeah, I do know. <laughs> Spoiler alert: I've been around longer than you. Yeah, seriously. Yeah that that. That's a fresh reminder of like when you were young and you thought you you're like you don't know anything and then you think back you're like no they they actually did know a lot of things and I I was the idiot. Hey guys, thanks a lot for listening. Um little little inside baseball. I think we're going to stick to every other week, right? Quentin? Yeah, definitely with uh holidays around the corner, you know, back to school and everything. Uh our job's going to be picking up. Um obviously Tony's got family life. Uh, so yeah, you'll you'll be hearing from us probably every other week. All right. So in the meantime, though, uh, how can people follow you, Quentin? On Twitter, Instagram, and Xbox at Firewall. Sweet. And y'all can follow me on Twitter, Lazy Tech Tony. Uh, here on, uh, or rather, not here, but over there on YouTube, uh, you can find me under Lazy Tony Vlogs, Lazy Tony Vapes, and Lazy Tech TV. Follow both of us on Twitter at still recording and we will see you guys in a couple of weeks. Bye-bye. Bye guys.